What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for um, diving into another spooky episode with us. Um, every time I say that, I always think of, but creepy stuff happens in nowhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my... It's up to Erica and Roshane to shave the day. To review it all. Um, and review it, we shall. It is our second episode in October. What the heck? Um, October is chugging along. And how is how has your October been so far? Uh, I think it's a little early to say. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm still like getting into the Halloween spirit. Uh, although fall has definitely been upon us for a while now. Uh, the big thing. And this is the most important thing. And this is news to you as well, because I haven't told you about this. Mm. Um, I was a little bit afraid because my local spirit Halloween was mysteriously missing this year. Uh, the building that it normally takes place in uh, was very empty mm. at the start of October. However, I passed by that building today and saw them setting up everything they need for Spirit Halloween. Oh, snap. Okay, so they were just a little bit later than usual. They're a little bit late this year, but they are arriving. So I do not have to travel yeah. all the way across town to go to Spirit Halloween now. I can go to my local one and get adequately equipped for Halloween. So Very nice. we're not where we want to be, but we're well on our way now. Right, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. What about you? How's how's the spooky season going for Erica so far? You know, it's going well. This past week was kind of weird. It was just okay. like a weird week. I just felt like every time I went out, something weird happened. People were driving crazy. Felt like everybody forgot how to drive. Everyone was just doing the most, swerving, turning into oncoming traffic, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, no. And I was like, now something's not right. And then <laughs> and then we went to get or we went out to get food on this was either Sunday or Saturday. I cannot recall. Um and let me preface this. Uh if if anybody is eating or they don't like hearing stories about choking or like anything like that, I would skip ahead like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we went out to eat. I was eating as I do. Everything was going very well. I was feeling very feisty. And I was eating a jalapeno like stuffed. It was like a jalapeno stuffed with cheese and like wrapped in bacon. Delightful. Mm -hmm. I was eating it and then our server brought our other food over and I just, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I like swallowed and I wasn't fully prepared and I did choke. It got lodged in my throat. Oh no. It was. 
Yo, that's I, scary. That's real scary. I, that's not fictional scary. Let me tell that's you, scary it scary. It killed the vibe. It really did. Like like the rest of <laughs> the rest of the time we were there, I was like upset. I like didn't want to be there anymore. So obviously I got it out. Like I ended up I was stuck in my throat for a while. Anthony didn't really know what was going on because I don't think I was making it very clear. That was on me. I'll, I will mm-hmm. take that. I wasn't making it very clear that I was choking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was trying to. I, I was still like, oh, no, this like I can fi- figure this out. Um, trying to play cool. Play yeah. Cool. So basically, I ended up like I ended up like throwing it back up. And then he knew that oh, something no. was wrong. But you know what I mean? I'm good. I'm fine. Everything was fine. Um, like I said, the dinner was ruined. <laughs> but everything was fine. And after that, I was like, I don't, the, something's off. October is not with me like it's normally with me. You know, like mm-hmm. normally me and October are very, very good friends. And this past week, we felt like enemies. And I don't like that. Oof. Yeah, that's never good. You never want to go into the spooky season like that. You know who yeah. I blame? I blame all the stores putting Christmas trees up already. I think that's you the blame. You might be on to something because I actually, I had not choked like that until we went to, we went to the store and I saw Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. that happened, my choke I was at a zero out of zero. After that happened, I'm I have one. I've I've choked. You're one for one, right? You're hundred percent choke after seeing Christmas in October. Yeah. So Michael's Hobby Lobby, you will be hearing from my lawyer. And you better be prepared. <laughs> like, it's just it's it's too early. All right. I'm sorry, it guys. It's too, too early. early. It's and too, it is too early. Like we as spooky individuals. We get one month out of the year, all right, before we have to go back into our den of darkness and go into hiding again for 12 months. So let us have the month, all right? Let us have this. Your turkey day and and, and your holly jolly Santa Claus can wait a couple weeks, all right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a couple weeks. Like, it's really not that long. Like, it's literally it's a month. <laughs> it's literally it's like a month. actually right around the corner. But I'm not even going to play. I'm not even going to try to front. I did see some Christmas stuff while we were at the store that I was like, I will be back for you. Uh, that's very cute. But I, I can't in good faith buy it yet. It's just does not feel right. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, you know, I'll come back later and get you because you are cute. Like, I'll give you that. You just don't belong here. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not quite yet. Um, but speak, speak, speaking of all things spooky. (laughs) 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 But speaking, speaking of spooky month and, um, you know, everything that comes with it, as you guys know, it is our October stravaganza where we, you know, try and come out with you guys with a, a slightly festive episode every, every Monday. And usually what, well, what we started doing last year was we started doing like themed episodes, um, to do, to make the month of October a little bit different. Um, and we're continuing that this year. So our theme for today is found footage, but actually it, it happened to coincide with the release of a, n- a new found footage movie 
but it's within a franchise that has been out for for quite some years. But it's at the time of us recording it, the newest VHS dropped on this same day, which is VHS 94. And so we were like, well, obviously we need to just go ahead and cover that because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's brand spanking new. So obviously neither one of us will have seen it before. We went in with no expectations um, and really no idea of Besides, obviously, the 1994 VHS theme, no, I like no expectations of where they were going to take these stories. Right. So that was exciting. That's what we're going to be talking about today. But in continuing with the theme, because obviously found footage is its own genre that has so many different installments within it. If you guys join us on Twitch on the day that this episode is coming out so today monday if you're listening when it's released if you guys want to join us on twitch tonight we will be further diving into the discussion of found footage in general we're going to talk about some other films notable films within the genre um, that we you know feel like we want to also discuss slightly but obviously we're focusing on this specific movie for our episode so if you guys Mm want to hear our thoughts on like more found footage then you already know the drill guys follow us on twitch um come hang out come listen and come chit chat with us too and Mm -hmm. like let us know your thoughts about this genre because i will say I do think this genre is kind of, it's tricky. I will say this is like a, found footage is a very tricky medium, especially now. Like it's, I think it's getting harder to differentiate yourself from other found footage movies. Oh yeah, 100%. It's definitely one of those genres that, although has evolved over time, has also run its paces in terms of the things that you can do within the genre. So mm-hmm. we're in a we're in an interesting place. We're in an interesting place. It, I don't think it's neither good nor bad, but you can fall to either side of that spectrum really, really easily these days uh, because a lot of it's been done already, yeah. and a lot of it's also been done very well already. Yeah, and it's uh, also a lot of it's been done really badly. So I feel like it's one of those ones where you just can tell right off the bat, like Mm -hmm. if it's gonna be, (laughs) if things (laughs) are gonna go one way or the other. It's it it's a good genre because I will say, depending on your budget, I think found footage is really the best one that you can pull off where it kind of doesn't matter if you have a big budget or not because that's not what's important the look of it you can kind of get away with it looking a little bit more on the low budget side but you have to be clever like if you're Mm going to do that you really have to be clever and vhs is actually this this is your introduction to the the vhs movies because you haven't seen the the first ones you this is the first one that you've seen right yeah this is the first one i've seen when we initially saw the trailer and talked about it uh erica let me know that this has been a series for a while Mm -hmm. that i had just gone um you know under my radar and never heard about the vhs series until this one so this as somebody who actually really likes found footage uh, i was very excited to find a new a series of found footage movies that I hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say VHS is an interesting one to look at because not only is it found footage, it's anthology. And Mm -hmm. so that's two (laughs) like very specific 
uh, genres that can go one way or the other very easily. And so I feel like they're already kind of adding on this like extra. I mean, I guess it's kind of they're adding on an extra hurdle for themselves. But then at the same time, the thing that's nice about these is it's like you might not like all of them, but you'll probably at least watch one that you'll like rather than sitting down and committing to like a full length movie where you might not like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so obviously this is a movie that has different segments, all directed by different directors. So I'm going to throw it over to you to uh, go ahead and hit us with all the different directors in this movie. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, thank you so much for that um, being thrown under the bus intro. Uh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But like we said, we are talking about VHS 94, which was released this year, actually today on the uh, day of this recording. This one is starring multiple people because it is an anthology series. However, the directors do include Simon Barrett, Chloe Okono, Ryan Prowse, Jennifer Reeder, and Timo Jajanto. After a strange VHS tape is discovered by the authorities, a police SWAT team is dispatched to raid a suspicious warehouse. However, once inside, the team discovers the remnants of a sinister cult and pre-recorded material that is as disturbing as it is gruesome. Insert the sewer people, SWAT team small talk, and Barnyard Vampires here. Our film concludes with the SWAT team racing to uncover the cult conspiracy before they become its newest members. Also, what's a VHS? Roll credits. So, homies, let's go back in time to 1994. (laughs) Forrest Gump was the number one movie. Followed closely by The Lion King, I would just like to point out. That is a debate left for another time. (laughs) Seinfeld was the number one show on TV. And it was the year after I was born, uh, most importantly. Most importantly. The year after I was born. So like, you know, 1993 is when we really popped off. But 1994 is a good year as well. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we are obviously going back to the VHS look. Mm -hmm. And we get that right off of the bat in this movie. So, Roshane, what's in your notebook? What was your first thought when this movie started? My first note wasn't related to the uh, plot of the movie, but was to help out some of our younger homies who might be listening. My first note was VHS stands for video home system because i think there is at least one person currently listening who has never seen a vhs tape in their entire life let me which tell you scares the shit out of me let me tell you something. but it's true i actually didn't know what vhs stood for <laughs> because it was always just vhs to me like i never i never was like mom can you pass me the little mermaid <laughs> video home system please <laughs> that's true like, i mean that's true this so i also learned something 
<laughs> yeah, because VHS stands for the actual thing that you put the tapes into. Right. And then, yeah, and that is the, the tape is what we are putting into it. But yeah, but even then, it's like, you never said, like, oh, give me the VHS, the VHS tape. You're mm-hmm. always just like, can you pass me the VHS? Yeah, it's always is- it's always just been VHS, especially especially yeah. for millennials. I think we always all just refer to it as the VHS. Yeah. It's like Kleenex when people are like, can you give me a Kleenex? But it's like Kleenex is a brand, and it's like say, no, different than tissue. tissue. <laughs> yeah, maybe that wasn't a very good um, analogy, but it, <laughs> you know, we do our best over here. It's all off the cuff. It's all off the that head. Maybe that may be a hot <laughs> take, Erica. I don't know. You know, it, this is all improv. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, right away we get the look, you know, that grainy um, VHS look because it's someone is filming um, the police team that are about to go break into a warehouse. Right. But Which at this point, I mean, you guys should know because you are in the spoiler portion. So we kind of assume you've watched the movie, but like we said before, this is an anthology. So each portion is kind of its own separate entity yeah. while still being all within the same movie. Yeah, because this police storyline, it's the through line that like, you know, is why these VH like why these movies are playing. And but even this police one is its own separate segment. It's just the only one that is fragmented throughout. And I do have to say, I'm not a fan. I didn't really like this through line. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, was like, it was all right. I, I didn't mind. Obviously, they need to find that's part of the series is there's always a specific reason why these tapes are being played Mm -hmm. and so that aspect of it i didn't mind like i actually liked the idea of there's like this weird cult maybe and that they're all going to all these different rooms and there's like all these weird videos playing in the different rooms i liked that part of it but i i feel like (laughs) i feel like they were doing this tongue-in-cheek-esque thing with the the way it unfolded and like the characters were very over the top and yeah and that's intentional i definitely understand that that's intentional but i didn't like it <laughs> I yeah still didn't like it was it. <laughs> it was really strange to me I, it because like the dialogue and like the way they talk specifically in this one was so stilted and just didn't feel yeah. like real people at all it was like and a I video game get what, they felt yeah. like NPCs. They did. They did. <laughs> though there is one that is straight up a video game that we'll talk about later on. Yeah. But but yeah, it just the dialogue felt very artificial. And although that was a thing, I get what they were trying to do because it still gave a bit of a nostalgic feel because some I think uh, movies and stuff of that era did kind of have dialogue similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's too much of a stretch from like early 2000s dialogue if you really look back at it. However, it just felt off the entire time. And you could feel that it was intentional. Yeah. But I don't think that that excused how just not good it was, you know? Right. Because I don't think that saying, oh, well, it was intentional. That's how it was supposed to be. Like, I don't think that totally absolves you and makes it be like, oh, well, then that's fine. Because even if even if it's intentional, I 
I still think there is something about it just didn't quite mesh for me. And I will give it up to them because like I said, this is the only story that is fragmented. They don't get to tell it as one clear, concise thing. You're in between them. You're jumping into these other segments, which honestly kind of hurts it because sometimes you'll jump into a segment that is really, really good. And then as soon as it ends, you're coming back to this. And because it has to be cut up, there's things happening that that confused me. And Mm -hmm. I didn't ever have a chance to get into it the way that I wanted it to. For me, the segments, though, the in these VHS movies, the more simple the through line story is for me, the better because the segments get so insane. And this one was like as insane as the other ones. And it was, so every time I went back to it, it was jarring. And I was like, oh gosh, now we gotta listen to Slater screaming. (laughs) Slater screaming for another five minutes before we get back into a movie. Which is funny to me because you know they went for the most 90s name they could think of and they landed on Slater, which subsequently is my roommate's name. I was just about to say, (laughs) you, you, I was like, you actually hear Slater on a daily basis. So maybe it wasn't that surprising to you. So can confirm name is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, definitely matches. The person attached to that name is very much a 90s person. why'd they bring slater he's just messing everything up he's like (laughs) constantly screaming touching things his lines in particular i will give it up to the actor because i he obviously was meant to play a very specific part and he's playing it for all it's worth (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so yeah but basically that's our main story that is why these vhs tapes are playing and then mm-hmm. from there we jump straight into our first segment which is called uh, that one is called well it's actually funny because i didn't know that they had actual names until the movie was over so i didn't name them myself as i was going along mm-hmm. what'd you name this <laughs> so i'll i'll name I'll, I'll give both but the actual name or should i do mine or the actual first what do you think okay you say what yours was because i also actually named them so you say what you named it i'll say what i named it and you tell me what it actually is okay all right so the first one i named rat man i named it the rat man yep hey (laughs) look at that hive mind baby very good (laughs) but the actual name of the first segment is storm drain and this one was from Mm. chloe okono okay so i liked this one Mm -hmm. Um, tell me why so i i thought that the storytelling was the way the reason for them having the camera i thought was clever because that's the thing right in found footage movies, that's the biggest issue that you can run into is why are they filming? Like, why mm-hmm. do they have this camera? Why would they still have this camera? What is the point? And so that is just something that I always look for in a found footage movie is why is it authentic that this that this camera would consistently be being used? And I think I love the news like having them be on the news and Mm -hmm. that's why 
their, you know, why they have the camera. And then it kind of gets flipped on them where then the people down there, like, take the camera and start filming them. Mm-hmm. And I... I feel like that's another thing too. It's so jarring to go from the acting of the 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 like introduction into the acting in this because the acting in this is really natural cuz obviously yeah. everybody's just trying to be a person. I love the interviews when she's like interviewing all the people and, and they're, all <laughs> they're like, just so weird. They're all so weird, but I love the the skateboarder kid. Who's like, oh yeah, I think they escaped. Like he probably escaped from that, like from the prison or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's just glad because I was like, or like yeah. a mental institute or yeah, whatnot. yeah. I was like, yeah, that just seems like something somebody would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I thought that that was a fun aspect to it. Is he an urban legend? Or is there really a creature of unknown origin lurking within the sewers? I was just out here taking a walk at night and I heard it making noises down there. And it looked up at me like, uh, you know that fucking clown? Yeah, my theory is the dudes from the fucking prison in Athens for like the criminally insane. That's where my cousin went. Yeah, uh, her crazy-ass cousin was in there, so he's like an escape mental case. Oh, and he lives in the sewer so that nobody can find them. Well, I believe it's a sign from Jesus. It's time for sinners and elitists to get what's coming to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also thought that they did a very good job. I mean... This is throughout the entire film, right? But I give it—I give him credit. I felt some genuine nostalgia watching some of these portions because I think they recreated the energy mm-hmm. of the '90s very well. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit heavier in certain other ones, um, but in this one, the news reporter just the the vibe from the way that everything shot to just—I don't know if it's the color grading or what specifically about it made it feel super 90s but something about the whole thing i felt like i got teleported back in time a little Mm -hmm. bit and like i do i don't know i just love that opening segment where they're introducing the story and it's just such a news where they have like a shot of the storm drain and then they have like a shot of the skateboarder doing a trick right before they interview him like Mm -hmm. all of that was just felt rang very true to me. So then when you finally start to get into the horror aspect of it, I thought that that was a a fun story too. It, you know, it's this group of people that live in the sewer and are basically praising this rat god. It's like a half human, half rat that they, you know, worship and Mm -hmm. The I actually really liked the creature design. I was mm-hmm. a little creature design was worried, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying the creature design was super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I guess I was a little worried about what it was going to look like. So I was like, mm-hmm. "Is this going to look like an actual rat man? Like, how, <laughs> like, how are we doing are we this? Do? <laughs> What's going on here?" Um, but no, it actually looked really cool. It kind of reminded me of Alien. Like yeah, the, a little yeah. bit in the kind of design of it. I love what they did with the mouth. I thought the mouth was very mm-hmm. jarring, how it just, like, opened up kind of like a, a Canadian in South Park. Like, 
It's kind of like chomps up and down. It's funny because throughout this entire anthology series, it's such a weird mix of like awesome practical effects and like kind of sort of shitty special effects Mm -hmm. that it's like it's weird to jump between them. But when they get the practical stuff good, it looks fucking great. Oh, yeah. They nail the practical and the makeup for the most part. And a lot of these segments looks really good. And this is one of them. Uh, This this rat man, he is juicy, baby. Miss Juicy Baby. Mm -hmm. He is like (laughs) dripping. His mouth is dripping with this fluid. Yeah, this black goo that he um that they i guess can can either hurt you or infect you because for the cameraman it burns his face off but Mm -hmm. then for our news reporter it infects her and so also i really liked this ending she like when she throws up this is this makeup looked pretty good when she throws up on that guy's face and his face melts away you know Mm -hmm. you know i love me some good body horror i love a good a little skin melt and that one looked really good and then i love how it segued into that commercial for the the veggie masher <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know why that really tickled me that um, i think that that's that's probably one of the aspects for me that was like big nostalgia is like seeing those info commercials yeah. like right after watching something i was like oh my god this is just cable tv again yeah uh, the I agree with you. The the effect of the last bit of um, God, what's the actual name? I just want to call it Ratman. The last bit of Storm Drain. <laughs> um, I really like that last bit. Even right before she does the puke vomit, puke vomit. Before she does the acid puke on mm-hmm. him, uh, I love the little like you think she's normal, but then every other word is like blah 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 blah. Ratman, and mm-hmm. then. In other news, Ratman and Rat Ratma or Ratma, they called it, right? Ratma. Yeah. Uh God Ratma. But just how that whole last bit played out was really good to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I also kind of like uh this is something that I thought about after after finishing the movie and sitting through, is because it's an because it's an anthology, we actually get various different kinds of found footage throughout this movie. Right. And I think each segment kind of took a little bit of something elements from something else within the found footage genre and then used it, you know, in, in its own way. And for me, the first segment had a lot of Blair Witch vibes to it. Mm-hmm. I'd agree Where with that. a lot of it's like, you think you have a normal scenario and then you've got the one person with the camera, then one person kind of leading the way. And then a lot of it is not a lot happening. You know, it's mostly just people walking through areas, but it's kind of that unnerving feeling Mm -hmm. of like what's hiding in the darkness or like what's around the corner is the scary through line for this one. And I do think they captured that very well, because before you know where the story's going, it's kind of hard to tell where the story's going. Like, you know, they're going into the sewer, you know, they'll probably see the rat man at some point. But outside of that, as it's as things are like happening, you kind of have to go along for the ride. Like it's not very telegraphed. Yeah, it's it's weird because this one for me felt the most like 
concise of a story in the sense that I got right away where it was going. Not like, okay. oh, I knew exactly what was going to happen, but I knew I was like, okay, there's something in the sewer. They're going to go down there and investigate and that's something's going to go wrong. Like right. out of all of them, this is the one where I was like, I see where this is going, but I like that. Like I liked, I already knew I was probably going to like this one because I like that kind of a premise where it's just easy peasy, wrap it up. Like, you know, we know what we're doing. We know what we're getting. And I was excited. Like, I was like, I want to see, give me the rat man. Let me see him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I wanted. And I think for the ones after this, I was a, I was more unsure of what exactly they were going for or where they were going to be going um, because I didn't really get, I didn't always really know what the antagonist or what exactly they were going to be going up against. But in this one, I was like, I... I see the rat man, I want the rat man, and I got him. And you and got I was the rat pleased. Man. And I yeah, <laughs> and he was exactly what I was hoping for. So yeah, I I feel like this is a very for me, this was a strong opening segment. Like after mm -hmm. I saw that one, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm ready. Like <laughs> go ahead, set up the next one. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Give me the next one. Which I think we can honestly slide into mm -hmm. um right now since each one of these they're they're pretty short. Like overall, this movie is about like almost an hour fifty. I think it's like an hour forty ish. Uh yeah. but mm -hmm. so each section is only like uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Pro probably around each one is probably around like 10 minutes, because then they have some time for the other story stories right um, so like no, no none of these singular stories are too long no um, the lo the longest one's probably the last one that one's probably like 15 minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um which before moving into the next one which is going to be the empty wake i will say going back to the original which by the way was directed by jennifer reader which I forgot to say earlier on i will say in this mini segue before we get into the next part of the anthology has one of my favorite lines in this movie, which is, I don't know which of the so or the SWAT team said this, but this was after they found like a body like dismembered in a bathroom or somewhere. One was like, call backup. The other one said, we don't just need backup. We need a grave digger yeah. just like that. Bro, I actually <laughs> wrote down that exact line because I was like, excuse me? <laughs> That one stuck out to me too, and it's exactly that. It's the way he says grave digger. <laughs> the way he holds out the like R's in both of the words. Grave digger! I was like, what the <laughs> We don't just need backup, we need a grave digger. I was I was expecting like you know, that's like a the like the WWE music to start. <laughs> like the Undertaker. Yeah, walks the Undertaker rolls in. He's like, "You rang." <laughs> it was really intense the way he said it. But I actually wrote down that exact same line because I was like, "LOL." I could not write it down just because it stood out so much. But yeah, <laughs> despite how much we're you know kind of talking shit about the dialogue from that portion. It did have some standout lines in it, so I'll give yeah. it that. No, it's it's fun. The thing about it is I think once you get used to it and you know that that's the way it's meant to be, it's mm -hmm. it's enjoyable. 
Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's not... It takes a second. It, yeah, it takes you a minute. It's Especially when you start off with them in that conversation, You once you get into it, you're like, okay, this is... I, I get what we're going for, but at first it can be a little jarring. So heads up mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, we get into our next segment, which you said is called the Empty Wake. Okay. Um, which originally I think. Oh, funny enough, this one I just called the Wake. I thought that it was going to be called mm. the Wake. I called this one Memorial. Cause, memorial. Because oh, it started okay. off, and he was like, "We're making a memorial video," and I was like, "Okay, oh, okay, oh. I get you." We, yeah, we, we was close. We was close. Yeah. Um, this one was directed by Simon Barrett, mm-hmm. and well, I guess you went first in the last one, huh? Yes, yes. So you go ahead. What What did your What did you think of this one? Like or nah? Uh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. I, I I actually did. I, I like this one. Uh, my first note for this one was, girl, you need a new job. But I do <laughs> no. like I like the setup for this one because of the simplicity. I like mm-hmm. how simple this one is. It's girl is stuck in a room with a coffin and has to stay there overnight. Hijinks ensue, you know? <laughs> You'll never believe what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because all we're following, yeah, we're mainly following Haley is our mm-hmm. main one. This is one of the few where it's a, just one person for the majority of it. We get a couple different characters, but I think also this one is much more of a slow burn in comparison mm-hmm. to the other ones. Yeah. This one I, this takes one, a lot of build up. Yeah. This one for me out of the bunch was the paranormal activity, mm-hmm. like based on the found footage vibe that I got, because a lot of it is one character in one location with different angles. I think the recording aspect of this one was not as Strong. slick as mm-hmm. the news reporter one. Mm-hmm. I think the news reporter one was a little bit more seamless of a reason as to why we're recording this. But I was okay with the reason for the recording in this one. Yeah, I mean, I, they 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 wrote it in well. Because I think out of all of the stories, this one is the one where you really, really gotta find some reason. Because in every other one, there is you know, there is a reason for them to be like for someone to have a camera and be filming like they come into it with that mindset. And then in this one, it's this is one where, yeah, they have cameras set up. So we get a couple different shots of her. And that's mainly what it is until the very end when she grabs the camera. Mm-hmm. And so I, the they did a good job of making it make sense. But I mm-hmm. do agree. It's probably not the strongest reason out of all of them. But I do like that it that we do get a segment where it cuts to different cameras, and you're right; it yeah, gives you, you that paranormal activity feeling mm-hmm. because we get and, to see her. Yeah, and I and I think what it did well for me was it's it definitely established a great atmosphere. I, again, these are all very simple concepts, so you can always kind of guess where the story is going to go to a degree. But for this one, I think the fun of this is the when, right? Like, when are things going to happen? And then subsequently, how are they going to happen? Because we know things are going to happen. Like, we know this night is not going to go well for her. 
Unfortunately. But how? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Yeah, because this is, like I said, I know, I was like, I don't know where this is going. Like, <laughs> what is old boy in there doing? Like, I just wasn't mm-hmm. sure wrote, where this was going to be going. I wrote down, is homie casting a spell right now? Because that's the what I assume. The guy that came in? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm assuming guy that came in. Again, this this just came out, so haven't had time to read through the different sort of theories as to what happened in this one. But I'm assuming some kind of necromancer, maybe, uh, bringing homie back from the dead. The things, I couldn't understand what he was saying, but they sounded very spell-esque to me. The way that I, the, what I think was going on is that because that guy that was in there he had been bat. They like said like, oh, he had been babbling all this stuff before he um, like jumped off of a roof or something. Mm-hmm. I think is what they said. So I think that he, like, I-, I don't even know if old if the guy that came in had anything to do with it because the guy was already coming back to life before he even came in. That's and, true. And said anything. So I'm not sure if that's connected. He might have already been a zombie or the guy had already kind of like when he did all that stuff, he kind of allowed it so that he could come back to life. But, Possibly. But like when she called her friend, her friend was like no one or no. What did she say? She said that that she oh, was no, surprised that she, anybody even showed that up. That Anybody showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the guy never said who he was or Mm-mm. like, so we don't know exactly what his connection was, but all I know is he was sus. You know, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. He yeah. came in there. With he was the hella worst, suspect. Mm-hmm. The worst aura. Mm-hmm. He, he had, he uh, exuded bad vibes. And the moment he left, hit, uh, shit hit the fan very quickly. Things were very wrong. That is, that is very true. Yeah. Because he he strolled in there, and then you're right, yeah, everything started popping off after that. But I, I, yeah, I guess I would assume that uh, that he had always been a zombie and maybe just needed, maybe he was just taking a little nap. Like, he was like, <laughs> I just need to chill and, like, get my strength up before I come out. And mm-hmm. then I do like the, I think because this is a slow burn, like, it, although it is effective, it leads up to a very nice ending. There, it does feel a little long for me, just in the middle, like when there's, when she's just kind of like moving around and hanging out. <laughs> it mm-hmm. feels slightly a little bit long, but but also this is one that I think really plays with what you expect from a found footage because there's a lot of moments, especially when the lights go out that first time that you're like, oh, she's going to look over here and somebody's going to be there. And it doesn't. Nothing like Mm -hmm. that happens until later on. And so I appreciate that. I like when things play on that expectation and say, no, we're going to we're not going to do that. And then I also liked the the end where she realizes that he can't see her and he mm-hmm. and she's like trying to use that to her advantage. Yeah, that was that was fun to watch. And it was very I throughout, I really liked a lot of their creature designs in this because that was a real good zombie. That was a yeah. really, really, really good zombie. It looks really cool. His tongue is like hanging out. It looked really cool. The fact that they went so specific with having body parts literally falling oh off God, like yeah. as he's as he's wandering around 
Um, it was just very unnerving to look at. And y'all know if you've been listening for a while that I love zombies. I've seen a shit ton of zombies in my day, but it was still kind of like hard to look at him because mm-hmm. it was just the makeup was so good. It was very good. Even his little half head that is like laying on the floor looking at her, that even looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and. Uh, 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 Whoa, whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I just what? I just remembered something and got and I got really excited. Also, the guy that came in to see him, he did have to know that he was gonna come back to life because he locked her in. Yeah, he did. He did. He lo- he straight up locked her in there. He, he like chained it up and everything, right? In. So yeah, he knew. He must have so he knew that he was gonna come back. He had to have known. I'm telling y'all, he was the imposter. I'm calling it right here. They were for sure dabbling in bl- the black arts. I think <laughs> that's fair. But, but uh, you know, the way it unfolded, we're unsure. But, yeah, they definitely were messing around with something they shouldn't have. But, yeah, it, this was a this was a good one. Uh, yeah, the makeup effects in it were really nice. And I liked the setting. And her bosses ain't shit for what they did to her. They, they really lived- not. They really not. Even if they didn't believe the the zombie thing, there was still a fucking tornado apparently blasting through the land that none of them tried to warn her about. Like, excuse me? Look, if she had made it to the end of this, I would have told her to go to HR, but I don't think that's going to be in her current... I just worries. I just know they were paying her minimum wage. I just know they were. <laughs> like she was not getting paid enough for that shit. No, that's so disrespectful. But yeah, so, so <laughs> that's yeah. the second segment. So so far, so so far two segments that mm-hmm. are pretty good. So then we get into our third segment which I called the subject. You called that one the subject. I called that one the doctor. Mm. And lo and behold, you were spot on because this one it's is the called the subject. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the subject. This one was from Timo. I am so sorry for butchering this last name, but I think it's Jajanto. I think, mm-hmm. but I very easily could be wrong about that. So if I am, I am so sorry. <laughs> Yes, but uh, needless to say, loved your movie. <laughs> um, I loved the segment. I really, really did. I feel like you probably knew that. You probably did. You did. You think that I would like this? I didn't know. Actually, really? I wasn't sure because I'm still actually coming to terms with how I felt about this section. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> okay, so let's get this out in the, the open right now. The CGI in this section is... Spotty. At best. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get it, that elephant in the room handled. Yes, the, the CGI is heavy in this one. And you know what? I think it's because there's a clear line where you can see where it's switched from practical to CGI. Yeah. There's like a very specific part of this movie where you're like well and it's and it's strange though because within that cgi there's still some moments that look amazing like the the pipe death where she sticks mm-hmm. the pipe through that guy's face that oh, looked fantastic so but then yeah you, you you kind of jump back and forth and then you get the um 
This one it definitely has that video game feel to it, especially mm-hmm. when she attaches the gun to her arm. Like, <laughs> yeah, when she strapped that gun arm on, I was like, okay, so we're playing Doom all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, she immediately levels up, and it's on. It is on. <laughs> um, I. I love it, obviously, for its body horror aspect. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that there's a, a very clever story in here. A, because he's modifying humans and machines. And therefore, our camera becomes our protagonist's uh, perspective. Yeah. It's a great way of turning the genre where... Yes, we're looking through a camera, but we're seeing through our character's eyes, mm-hmm. which I think adds an awesome layer to this. But then you also get, you still get that, you know, standard, what you expect of the found footage genre where, okay, but yes, we also have a man with a camera. So we kind of see a different perspective. And I liked that. I thought that that was really different than what I was expecting because going into this I really didn't know what to expect it gave me it gave me very much human centipede vibes and so that's what I was going into it feeling like and then when it switched to like her being (laughs) (laughs) like her being the camera I was like ooh, okay this is this is fun this is this is really a cool way of having us in this character's shoes. But also, like, I I feel like there was a story there about, because she's she's still, like, herself within the machine. That's the issue that the doctor has, right, is that she's still way too human. And that, but then, so for the doctor, he sees her as way too human, but then the, the military came in, or not the military, the police come in, and they see her as a monster. Because mm-hmm. that's what she looks like now. She looks like, but inside, yeah. she's still herself. She just can't talk anymore. And I thought that was like a, a nice little kind of. I, I I don't know if that's what the director is going for, but I if that is, I thought that that was a really nice aspect to the story. And I, I also, think, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I think they kind of were. I I do think a lot of this segment was about taking your expectations and subverting them a bit mm-hmm. um, because it is kind of reversed, right? Where we, for one, um, for anybody who's played the Resident Evil game, specifically the newest one, um, the doctor reminded me a lot of Heisenberg from Resident Evil Village, who was kind of like the mechanical evil dude. Mm. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because there's a whole segment of the game where you like play through his area. And a lot of it is this, it's like body manipulation between human and machine to create these like perfect killing machines. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I liked that this particular segment went into the psychology of that a bit. Um, Especially because we had the POV of our main character Uh, because now it's not so much you're entering this place and seeing these abominations and reacting to them. Now you are one of them. However, you've retained your humanity, and now you're part of this sick system that this crazed doctor has created. And I thought that that was a POV that we don't 
see a lot of actually. So I did mm-hmm. think that that was cool that they came at it from a different lens. That was that that to me was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and at times it felt like VR. It's like you, yeah, you're right. You are her. Sometimes yeah. it feels like. Yeah, yeah, it feels like you are her. And even when we get into like the video game uh, doom joke aside, like the first person shooter part of it, it's also kind of different because you're not this human character going through fighting abominations. You are the abomination and the humans are actually the like NPC enemies. So like mm-hmm. I thought that it was another way that the director found this thing that we've done before within the kind of found footage, kind of just POV style of shooting, and then found a way to put their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. And you have a nice countdown element to it as well. If anybody's played Outlast, you know how it feels when you start to run out of battery on your camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And that's something that we get in this one as well, is, sh- is she is running out of battery on her camera and her cameras are it's her eyes her lifeline yeah it's her it's the way that she sees and so you see that there's like oh like we have a countdown to to her now like to and she keeps going through it and keeps saying you know i just want to live i just want to live obviously on the camera it says live but it also you know can be pronounced as live in a different context and so then at the end she's like running out of battery and that just keeps flashing and mm-hmm, which i think was another nod to the whole video game thing where it's right because like, like if you if you watch it carefully it's kind of like anytime she takes like severe damage all of a sudden yeah, the battery goes down a mm-hmm. bit so it's like we see you and you know what as a gamer i'm cool with it like I know. you get a pass my nod my tip of the hat to you as well yeah. The, you know, the, the only little con I will say about that POV is it's funny because it's shot too well to the point where you can kind of just tell that whoever in post they put the like VHS stuff around it mm-hmm. because the actual image itself looks it's just too way too good for, for a VHS tape. Yeah, it, it this one looks the... And and I think that is partly because it has that CGI CGI video game look to it that everything looks so sleek and clean that even with a VHS look, it it just seems so modern. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, out of all of the segments, this one really seems the most like up to date one than the other ones, which... You know, it, it works in with the tone and like the thematic thing that they're doing here. It works, but you can definitely you can you can clock it. I think like a you little can bit more. you can clock it, and it's a it's an unfortunate thing because like I don't want to slap the hands of the director for shooting too well. You know what I mean? But it just it was something that I noticed in comparison to the other segments, where it's like this one was just shot so pretty that it kind of made me forget that it was supposed to be somewhat of a VHS tape in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of tapes, a little small Easter egg for you guys, if you want a little bit of a giggle. Uh, Rewatch this segment, and you don't have to watch the whole thing if you don't want to, but rewatch this segment, and then go to the part where the director gets shot, okay? Just prep yourself right before he gets shot, and then as the execution happens, 
I'm going to need you to zero in on the police cameraman holding the camera and look at that man's expression. Oh, he was. That (laughs) deserved a fucking award, Oscar, and a statue somewhere in New York. (laughs) He he literally looks like the definition of like, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I don't get paid enough to do this. (laughs) <laughs> I want I a t-shirt to. with just that expression on it. Dude. That was absolute gold. His expression is, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. I agree. Yeah, definitely go to that part and just take a little gander, especially when you like compare it to everybody else's <laughs> face in the Cause scene. Yeah, because everyone else is very much more grounded. And <laughs> this man's yeah. expressions went to a thousand. He looks like the surprise Pikachu meme. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. He straight up looks like the meme. <laughs> he does. <I'm> so... <laughs> uh, like he was. He was kind of like his character was kind of a lot, but you couldn't help but like him mm-hmm. towards the end because you know he was the good guy. He, he was yeah. trying to help the girl survive. His character was like a a good in between between Sa, who was our protagonist and the Mm -hmm. police because i think his character was like you know the one person who was like no we came here to rescue them and it's not up to us if you know to take them out especially because sa is still so human and i feel like him him offering to to help her and like showing her that little bit of humanity to be like no no like we we can get out of here together and then right after that the police chief coming and attacking her it kind of flips it and it's like oh no like the police chief is kind of a monster in this moment and SA is still our like moral character and then you know but also what's that guy's I think his name is like Jono Jono yeah but like John and like is the one John was like the one that was the camera guy. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. But yeah, but yeah. So she is like I don't know. Like I feel like he 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 is necessary because it helps her continue to retain her humanity because she goes through this period where she's killing all of these policemen and like yeah we know she's doing it for self defense but she you kind of almost feel like oh no is she gonna start to lose herself because mm-hmm. is she gonna think that people are always gonna look at her as a monster so i feel like he is a character that is necessary to say like no no like we still it's just it's a miscommunication i still see your humanity like you're good because then when she leaves at the end you can you're you're hopeful that like she won't just go out and be (laughs) and just be pissed at the world Mm because she you know hopefully knows that there are people that will help her hopefully yeah Uh, she she may have to mow down a couple more people on her way out but it it is what it is like (laughs) (laughs) uh you know honestly Talking it out a little bit out loud. I I think I like this segment. I I do. Like, I enjoy this segment. And I won't lie, as I was watching this segment, especially when it got to the video game portion, I smiled. Like, I had a smile on my face watching this bit. Because I was like, okay, this is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my biggest complaint were the spotty special effects. And I think that because they are so prevalent in this one, like, there are a lot. This is a very effects-heavy segment. So you do see it a lot, and that did take me out a little bit. 
But I think the heart of this segment was really good. And I think I actually did enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just nitpicky sometimes, you know, especially when the special effects are like all up in my face. I can't help but notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. I get you. I get you. Um, but then we go into our fourth and final segment. Mm-hmm. Which um, I'm interested in what you titled this one. Um, What did I title this one? I titled this. <laughs> I wrote. Oh, I wrote redneck documentary question mark. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> not not what it is. That's but, not what it is. Yeah. I, I wrote um the Patriots in the fattest quotation marks possible. <laughs> yeah, because what do they call them? The first Patriots movement militia. Yeah, something like that. I was like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah. But this one, the actual name of this one is Terror by Ryan Prowse. Mm-hmm. From I think from beginning to almost the end, I was like, what the fuck are we watching? But yeah. in a good way where I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I need to know where this is going. Yeah. I didn't really like this one. No? no. Okay. Tell me why. So, like, I felt... I was excited when this one started because it was the most documentary-esque and, like, a home video-feeling one. You know, like, just some guy that picked up a camera is, like, filming all his friends or whatever. Like, I I was waiting for one to have that. And so I got really excited when this one started. And I did like the way that... There are are moments in this one that I really enjoy. And the character design of the vampire, he looks cool, but... I don't like what he does. <laughs> Me neither. What the fuck? <laughs> the way he just smooches his victims and he then slurps their skin off. their skin <laughs> off. Like, because he looks so cool. But the, the issue with having a vampire that has just a bunch of teeth in its neck and that can open, you know, like that, like a, like, what are the, like a Venus flytrap kind of a thing, mm-hmm. is, yeah, how does it, attack and and i was so bummed when i saw this what it did i was like (laughs) it just takes their face off and then the makeup i think out of the makeup on the vampire looked amazing but then the makeup on the people whose faces had been removed looked not very good (laughs) and i almost wish they had done something where maybe it just like latched onto you and just like sucked yeah like sucked you dry, you dry. or like yeah. crushed or like crushed their head or something or i expected it. something way more visceral than what it actually Bro, did i mean not the pizza sauce on the face i i <laughs> not the pizza sauce. i was disappointed because yeah it's a great looking villain but this one to me felt the most disjointed it okay. felt like a lot of ideas that didn't ever really mesh up for me. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I want to like have everything. I don't like having everything spelled out for me. So I don't mind that aspect of it. I don't mind like filling in the blanks for myself, but I just felt the way that it unfolded left a lot to be desired for me. Okay. It was not the, the, the story itself just didn't feel very strong. It was a Mm -hmm. lot of moments that were clever, but I don't think all fit into the same story. Okay. No, I think, I I actually think that's very fair. Uh, So this one put me on a little bit of a moral journey and I'll try and say this 
while saying as non-political as possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, when this one started out, right, and we got the setup with all these characters, um, what was scary to me was how pseudo-realistic these characters were. Like, they really were, like, going for kind of, like, that neo-Nazi, like, you don't know what these guys are doing in the in the random woods sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. And that was scary to me because especially with, like, the current climate the past couple of years, it's like, these are very real people. Like, these people exist, right? And so we get that paired with the very early execution of this person who's in this shed or whatnot. And now when they're walking in, Right. When you're walking in, you can clock all the vampire shit around the room. Like you can see the crosses and the garlic and all that stuff. So it's very much implied that they are keeping a vampire in here by putting all these things out there. Totally fine. But we don't get the vampire reveal until a little bit later. Right. So when they first kill the guy, it's scary to me because I'm at this point, I don't know where the story's going. And so I'm like, Oh my God, do these guys really think like vampires exist, but they don't. And they just murdered somebody. Mm -hmm. That's, that was my initial reaction. And I was like, fuck, this is getting too real too quick. And so as the story progresses and they're coming up with this like master scheme to like blow up a building or some shit like that, you keep getting this rope, this repeated um, motif of them killing the same guy over and over again. And I think every time it happens, you piece it together a bit more that it's like, okay, this is weird that it's the same person being shot like over and over and over again. So you're like, something's off here. But the first time it happened was just very jarring to me because I was like, holy shit, what if that was just like a murder? You know what I mean? Like what if these people just don't know any better and they're fighting for this agenda that they have no idea if it's real or not, but they believe it's real so much that they're willing to kill for it, right? Mm -hmm. So once that happens, it reaches the middle point, which is why this was kind of a roller coaster for me, because once we get the reveal that like, yeah, this is a vampire, like the vampires exist, whatever the fuck, we don't really know what the fuck they're doing. We just know that they think vampires exist and lo and behold, they do exist. Then the segment left a sour taste in my mouth because I'm like, no, I don't want these guys to be right. These are awful people. I don't I don't like them. I do not want whatever plan that they're doing to actually be secretly the right plan or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like they're actually the heroes. I was like, please don't do that. I, that's not what I want from this. And then coming full circle to the end, watching them all just be complete imbeciles and get killed in ridiculous ways re-satisfied me. Where I was like, okay, yeah, this is how I actually would picture this story going. Where it's like, group of group of fanatics believes a thing. They hatch this big plan. Unfortunately, they are very incompetent and everything goes wrong. And then they all die. Where I'm like, yeah, I could see this happening if vampires existed somewhere in the middle of Detroit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's why I, although I don't know if this was the best segment, I liked it because I think it pulled a lot from the real world enough to keep it grounded. Although some of the stuff that the people were spouting was real ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I guess 
this one to me just felt like I wa while I was watching it, I just kept thinking, what but what? <laughs> but what for? Like I, I just think that okay, first of all, I will say I really, really like the part where that guy got on the machine gun and he just like was like totally out of control. <laughs> that part did make me laugh. There's there's actually parts in this one that did make me laugh. That's that's but, what like watching them lose was so much fun for me. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the thing is it's like they're gonna lose. Like I always knew I was like, oh, this is gonna backfire for them. Right. But I just I didn't like the way that it did. I because they they set up all yeah they set up all these cool ideas like the the vampire in the in the thing that in the room you know and like they kept killing it every single day and i wanted more of that like that was the story that i was interested in mm -hmm. and i was like okay i want to see more of that and then it just didn't happen and then we get to the end and i'm like oh we've got this vampire what's he gonna do to him and then he just blows himself up and i'm like okay yeah. and I, then i wholeheartedly will admit that it it kind of falls apart after the vampire French kisses the first dude's skin off, um, it kind of is downhill from there. And yeah, the ending was kind of poop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, then they have this plan to to attack the federal building. And then, oh, the plan just keeps getting pushed back. And then, like, I, yeah. almost, I almost wish that that was always it. It was always the plan. And that they were going through with the plan. And then as they were going to do the plan, everything went wrong. Like, I almost would have preferred that than and sort of instead of this like impending like are they ever going to actually yeah, do this fucking plan then, like i because i get i know what it is you know i understand that they are they you know are not really as well equipped for this as they would like to believe they are and so therefore mm -hmm. everything keeps kind of going wrong like i get yeah. that that and then so they keep pushing it off like i i understand that but i feel like they still could have been incompetent at what they were doing but i almost would have enjoyed it more if they were incompetent whilst doing the plan like say it all happened at night and they were like trying to transport the vampire to the the building so that by the time that the sun came up you know and say while they were transporting it everything was just going wrong and like the vampire escaped like i feel like i would have enjoyed that more yeah, I think I, I I agree. I think there are different um, routes that this short could have taken. Um, it has a lot of freedom in that regard, where they could mm -hmm. have taken it a lot of different ways. Uh, I, I there there were a, there were a decent amount of little moments for me that I think I just enjoyed throughout it. Little things like I thought it was fun how every time uh, he had to do like a recording for something, he'd do that you know, kind of prepping himself to be on camera that people used to do like mm -hmm. all the time, probably still do, honestly, but like they, you know, standing up straighter and like, Oh, hold on. Let me get this in frame real quick. Let me look super cool for this, uh, backwoods documentary that we're making. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, it was funny to me that they were taking vampire blood and turning it into bombs. I was like, that's the most convoluted thing I've, <laughs> ever heard of but sure yeah bombs <laughs> that only work in the sunlight that only work in the sunlight like uh sure okay uh, another one of my favorite parts actually was it was my favorite but also a scary part was when the cop brought them all the guns and stuff again mirroring real life a little bit here where it's like oh he's providing them all these firearms and stuff for their righteous cause 
that they're about to go do. And <laughs> when he's like, hey, you should make some kind of big speech um, before we do the thing. And so mm-hmm. he's like pulling the, <laughs> the officer <laughs> into frame and being like, this man armed us with all our weapons. Mm-hmm. And he's like just in the corner of the frame and immediately leaves like the moment <laughs> after being like, dude, what the fuck? Don't put that <laughs> on camera. Yeah. Like there, there were just a bunch of like little bits that I think really made me giggle. I don't know. There's something about this, even though I hated the characters, I kind of loved watching them fumble around. I don't know what it was, but. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was not my favorite. And I was also like, man, this is the longest one. (laughs) This this one's long. This one stretches a little bit, for sure. Which I think is because it kind of covers so many different things. So, like, I know why. Like, I think this one and probably the the subject are the longer ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And then our first two are are shorter the appetizers the appetizers yeah mm-hmm. but how did you feel about the um conclusion kind of going back to our through line story here how we ended things with that were you were you a fan were you not um, how do you feel look um i liked the i okay no I, well okay the snuff film thing i get it i get that okay sure i didn't like that the two police women were part of the cult like or mm-hmm. they weren't even part of it they were the leaders like they were making snuff films the whole time i didn't like that little reveal i first of all it's that's another thing because this one was split up i didn't like that we got that reveal halfway through like halfway mm-hmm. through we knew that they were not not good. got not yeah that they were working against the police people so i was like why am i still watching them go through this warehouse if i know <laughs> that they're you know just tricking them and so and I, I, one thing about found footage that I am like, I don't really like is when people use the camera as a weapon, because mm-hmm. I just think it's very cheesy. Like it always comes off as cheesy to me, yeah. even in films that are great. I still think that it's just a silly thing. So mm-hmm. I hate that's how it ended. Like it literally ended with them using the camera as a weapon and the camera like cracking and stuff yeah. and yeah i don't know i it was just kind of a blint went for me mm-hmm. kind of a moment i get you yeah i did not like it at all <laughs> I, was not, <laughs> I was in no way shape or form a fan of the ending the overall ending mm-hmm. to the movie i thought it was it just felt so anticlimactic and it just left me feeling nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I just left with, like, an empty feeling. And what kind of sucks is it put a magnifying glass on one of the big cons about anthologies is it's a bunch of separated stories. So oftentimes there's not a direct narrative keeping them together or keeping them cohesive. Mm-hmm. And this one has one in this main storyline of the warehouse, but because that was probably my least favorite of all the bits, it made the entire film feel very disjointed and it didn't feel like a complete package. Like I almost felt like I was watching a series of just like YouTube videos, like YouTube shorts in a row. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. And I think it's hard, it's like, it's hard because strangely, 
this this through line segment feels very 90s like out of all of them it feels so 90s mm-hmm, and so like mm-hmm. i think i i feel like for having that for the through line to keep that 90s feel of it that was that worked for them but because of the way that it was structured it it it, it was weird because then you're like you find out that they're doing these like, I, I guess I just I, I was just a bit confused about the way that they were trying to tie all the VHSs together, because like, yeah. so what you found all these snuff films and that's why you're playing them in these different rooms like. But like, why is that making people rip their eyeballs why, out? Yeah, like, why, what, what are you doing? Like, why are what are you doing? What's going on? It didn't answer anything like it was a reveal that for me did nothing for the overall story of what the fuck we're all doing here in this moment right and and these are like i guess i just wanted to feel i just was i don't know i just wanted to feel differently when the movie ended like even if i even if i didn't really like it i guess i was expecting to feel some like a, a very strong emotion one way or the other but the way that they went out it was just like a fizzle like the way that it <laughs> ended you know it just left me like okay because it, yeah. it was it's not horrific horrifically bad but it's just kind of like oh that's how we're ending the movie is you just killed this police officer that we now know is a shitty guy because he was the police officer that supplied that group the weapons so it's like Mm -hmm. we already don't like this guy like so you just killed him which is cool great but okay and what you're just gonna come out with more snuff films like i don't know and i these were women these were characters that like I didn't latch on to them throughout the movie at all. Like I didn't, I, they were barely their characters that, cause everybody in that sequence is just like constantly kind of just screaming back and forth. Like, Like, ah, fuck, ah, fuck, ah, fuck. I like, I wish, yeah, I was like, I wish it had more to do with like the cameraman or something. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, That was the thing is like, there was no, in my opinion, emotional connection to the movie's through line. Yeah. Which is like, that's rough because then it's just like, it feels like the glue that's supposed to hold this stuff all together just isn't that strong. You know, you got that dollar store stuff when you should have gone Elmer's. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I really wanted it to just be a cult. Like that would have been, I wish they had just been lured, all of the cops had been lured there and it really was like a cult and they were just showing these like crazy movies that made everybody go crazy. I feel like that would have helped tie them all together a little bit more because i'm like yeah what is this what snuff because usually i was like i don't buy the whole snuff film thing because y'all didn't film all these yourselves like they 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 act like yeah. oh we why, film like, all why these are y'all movies. taking credit for these yeah. yeah i'm like oh so you were the doctor you made the machines <laughs> you made the human machines okay right bet <laughs> like all right <laughs> sure um but yeah guys that is that's the movies the movies. That's the movies. <laughs> of the VHS of the 94. What I would like to do for our rating today, because they're all different segments. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know your favorite movie, like the one that you liked the most. Like, I want to know your rating for overall, but I also want you to include which one you think was your favorite. 
atoms. Mm-hmm. And like if we, so if that was like the only, the one that you would give like a five out of five, if that was the main movie. Got you. Um, well, I think. Oh, but also like, what are we rating this out of? Oh, that's true. That's very important. VHSs? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's got to be something VHS centric, right? Right. Tapes. It could be. It could. We could do it out of tapes. Um. Let's fuck it. Let's do it out of tapes. Out of tapes. Let's okay. do it out of tapes. Tapes. It's the tapes. It's the. T- it's the tapes. Besides, we're doing found footage. It all works out. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um. I think after having this chat, Erica, I think the subject would be my favorite of the bunch. Ooh. Okay. It. The, the longer I think about it, the more it grows on me, the more I like it a little bit more, you know, spotty special effects aside. That one was a lot of fun. And I think I was up alert and like enjoying myself the most during that one. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it to I'll, I'll give it to the subject. And then overall for VHS 94, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it 2.7 out of five tapes. Okay. I think total. Mm-hmm. And the there were a lot of bits throughout this anthology series that I enjoyed. However, the main through line was re- really weak for me, and that took me out. So a lot of the times, it just didn't really feel like I was watching one collaborative piece. It more so just felt like I was watching a collection of things, which, you know, kind of the air of an anthology series anyway. But... For this one, it leaned more in the negative side for me in terms of like the stuff that I didn't enjoy just kind of bored me. Not that it was like bad, it's just I got nothing from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good parts were good. It's just overall, I don't think I would recommend this to somebody who wasn't a big um, fan of the genre fan footage and then wasn't like a horror fan at all. So for that reason, I got to knock it a little bit, but. It was fun in places, so mm-hmm. I think I'll give it 2.7 out of 5 tapes okay. of VHS 94. I think after talking, although the subject is like very, very high up there, I actually think that the, what's the first one called? The Storm Drain? Storm Drain. I actually think that one might be my favorite. Um, okay. I feel like for opening up, for like just the the not the first segment but the our first full segment that we get i like this as an opening like i said it feels the most like concise to me i knew what i was getting into when i got into it but i really enjoyed it i like the creature design i like the way that the story unfolds i enjoy how like standard found footage it feels at time like when i look at it i'm like yeah this is what i expect when i go into a found footage film and i liked the ending of it it was i yeah i don't know i just think that that one was a lot of fun and so yeah if i had to i'd give that one five out of five tapes but overall i think i'm gonna go for three out of five tapes for this basically giving a tape for every segment that i liked (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's fair that's a fair measurement because you know yeah you're right it's like i just don't think i don't know if i'd ever i don't know if i'd ever recommend this to anybody i don't know if i'd ever like go back and re-watch this i think if i did i would just watch those the ones segments. that you like yeah like i'd i'd fast forward um some of them they're not that long but they felt like it and 
I don't think it, it's just the nature of an anthology. They're not all going to be as strong and they're not all going to be ones you like. They're uneven most of the time. And the thing that was a bummer about this one is the one that we went back to a lot was uneven. So that took me out of it every time. And then mm -hmm. we ended on a downbeat for me, which I feel like you got to kind of come in strong and at least end strong. And for me, it didn't. So, yeah, three out of five tapes at the end of the day. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. But, yeah, homies, um, have you guys checked this one out yet? If you haven't, it is on Shudder. Um, Which, uh, you know, it is typical around the holidays to contact your estranged lover. And although Shudder has not quite called us back yet, um, here yeah. we are once again ringing up shutter just to see if they're up uh <laughs> so maybe they'll notice us this time yeah uh, if not guys you know, go ahead and just add shutter uh let them know that the homies sent you Hi, just shutter. so that they know that you know we're just wondering where they're at you know we just want to we just want to say hello we just want to talk we just want to talk we just want to talk shutter come on like, we just want to wine and dine you a little bit <laughs> and talk um, but yeah, it's on Shutter if you guys want to check it out. And if you have already seen it, let us know your thoughts. <laughs> uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? What did you think of? What is your favorite segment via, uh, versus your least favorite? And yeah, we'd love to have a discussion about this one with you guys. And if you'd like to talk to us about it, then uh, hit us up on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. If you'd like, you can always shoot us an email. We're homiesofhorror at gmail.com. If you want to talk to not only us, but the other homies, then you can hippity hop into our Discord. The link for that is in our social media bio. It's free to join our Discord, you guys. And you can come in there, chit chat with us. Um, chit chat with, like I said, other homies are in there as well. Always ready to talk about all things horror movies. And we would love to have a discussion with you guys about this one. So if you haven't yet, check out the link for our Discord. And while you're at that link, go ahead and go ahead and hit that Twitch one as well. Um, follow us on Twitch if you'd like. It just lets you be notified first thing when we go live. Like we said, when we stream on Monday, which could possibly be today for today for you, um, we will be discussing the found footage genre. We will go more in depth about how we feel about the genre as a whole and also touch on some other movies within the genre. So if you want to be there for that conversation and potentially join into the conversation, then um, come and check us out on Twitch. Last but not least, if you're feeling so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating or a review we love to hear from you guys and what you're thinking about the show and it also just helps um the algorithm get our podcast referred to other people within our genre so if you haven't done that yet and you have an apple account yeah we would love it it would bring spookiness to our heart and as i said the animosity i've been feeling this october i'd love a little bit of a little bit of peace <laughs> um, from the month so yeah if you guys want to do that we would really appreciate it but other than that we're all done we're back to the year 2021 
and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll be talking to you soon catch you later homies bye